0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awakened Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And my good friend, Benjamin Bernstein is back with us today. And we're gonna be talking about a simple way to stop negative thoughts and emotions. And of course, so much more, right? Um, and for those of you who don't know Benjamin, he's been with us, oh, many times now, yay. But we love having him come back because we always have such interesting conversations. And uh, Benjamin's the Astro Shaman, And he hosts This Week in Astrology, a top 10 astrology podcast. He is a three-time best astrologer winner, is a professionally certified astrologer, and has done over 9,000 astrology, shamanic healing, and life coaching sessions with a global clientele, including myself. He runs the Awakening Plus online spiritual support membership. He posts videos, uh, astrology forecasts, and other content on his YouTube channel. So please do check him out. And Benjamin has lectured or taught at five national astrology conferences and retreats. He wrote the shamanic astrology chapter in the book, Transpersonal Astrology, Explorations at the Frontier, and so much more. So please do check out uh, astroshaman.com. And you'll find wonderful, wonderful content, wisdom, information, and more at astroshaman.com. And I'm sure we'll talk about it some more um, as we progress through the call. So Benjamin, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here.
1: Oh, glad to be here, Alara. Thanks so much for having me again.
0: So, you know, we always have a wonderful time uh, talking about so many different things. And I remember our last conversation, I didn't even know what we talked about, but everybody was raving about it. Everybody was talking about how much they loved our conversation, loved your wisdom, your teachings, everything, right? And it's like, good, yay, awesome, you know? And it's, um, it's always very relevant and it's always very practical and it's what we need to hear. So thank you.
1: Don't set a high bar for me or anything
0: <laughs> i know right <laughs> putting the pressure on <laughs> exactly putting the pressure on so i'm sure we you know again it's going to be one of those conversations but um today we're talking about specifically a simple way to stop negative thoughts and emotions and let's be honest for those of you who are um celebrating thanksgiving this weekend you know thanksgiving you know sometimes means you know spending time with family and that can bring up a lot of stuff a lot of negative thoughts a lot of negative emotions right i get it and so this is a great resource what you're going to learn today with 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 us is going to be a great resource and tool for you to use especially in the next couple of days when you're with your family (laughs) right
1: it could help it could
0: help and and, you know when it comes to you know family gatherings any little help you can get is always good so um (laughs) i know i'm being funny and you know i have to say right now um my family has been very very supportive and very you know all good right but there have been times in the past when meeting with family was not always fun right there's always some emotions that came up from childhood etc right so Just, you know, I always say just check it at the door, you know, just leave it behind. Don't bring it with you on your travels. And for those of you who are traveling to see family members, if you can, I don't know where you are and in what situation, but if you can, please, please drive carefully, you know, please travel with ease. Um, We all want you to enjoy your time and celebrate Thanksgiving um, with ease and joy. Okay. All right. So Benjamin, let's talk about let's talk about negative thoughts and let's talk about emotions, you know, that sometimes can be a little bit overpowering, right?
1: Mm -hmm. They can feel that way. Okay. So let me, uh, let me establish the core premise of of how this works, which is the being that you really are doesn't have thoughts. Okay. Anyone who's, who's experienced a fundamental awakened state, And if you like, we can make that part of our work today. We can lead everyone through that very simple, quick embodied awakening invocation to help them experience it for themselves so they can see what I'm talking about.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I've done this tool thousands of times over 10 years, and it works just about every time. And the technique involves calling your higher self into your physical body, and then just letting it come in, and then it enters to the degree that your body can hold it. But even if it comes in, even at a minimal level, then some magical stuff happens. Mm -hmm. You realize you're there and there is no mental chatter and there's no challenging emotions and it's peaceful and it all happens with no effort. And I totally get, if you haven't had the experience yet, it sounds too good to be true. Like, yeah, right. You know, All I can tell you is I've seen it happen thousands of times. And when I check in with people and I ask them, are all those things true? No mental chatter, no challenging emotion, peaceful and effortless, they say, whoa, you're right. And I'll even stay silent for a little while. And then I'll ask, them, so during the silence, was there any of that? I said, no, it was quiet. So the way this works is your higher self doesn't do any of that. The higher self doesn't do mental chatter or challenging emotions. It's always peaceful and it's just its natural state. So if you're able to call it in and let it merge with you at the human level, then the higher self drives. And once the higher self is the driver, which means it is actually the consciousness operating your human self, then the human has the consciousness that the higher self does, which means that stuff isn't happening. So I hope that's, that's kind of a coherent explanation of the theory behind it. Mm-hmm. Now, how does this involve not having negative thoughts? So there are many helpful side effects of embodied awakening. One is automatically, without even trying, you get a guardian in place, which means without even trying, you start noticing incoming thoughts. Now, the way I perceive this shamanically is that the world is swarming with thought forms. And some people are surprised to learn that, you know, once you have that experience of no thought, you realize Descartes totally got it wrong. He said, I think, therefore I am. Once you realize you can have consciousness without thought, you realize, oh, he didn't quite get to the root of it, did he? It's, a, I have awareness, therefore I am. Because awareness can totally hold with no thought for long periods of time. Higher mm-hmm. yourself doesn't think like we think, okay? So basically you realize, okay, my ground of being is awareness, pure and simple. Therefore, if there's thoughts, those thoughts must not fundamentally be me. And the, the comparison I make is just as our gut, as we now know, we have a gut biome and we have more bacteria in our intestines than we have cells in our entire body. And if we didn't have that, you know, harmonious relationship with the gut biome, we die because they are what help us digest our food. Without them, we don't exist. Okay. And just as we have an ecosystem, our human self and all the bacteria in our gut that help us digest, we also have a thought ecosystem we attract little proto, you know, I saw these once in an ayahuasca ceremony, it was amazing. Uh, I was sitting there and all of a sudden ayahuasca made me aware that every time I was having a thought, I actually perceived with my third eye, a little wriggly thing wriggling out into the room I was in. And it was, oh my God, every time I think one of these thoughts comes out, and it's only desire is to make itself physically real. And, and at that point, you know, this was a, a ceremony where it's supposed to be talking, but ayahuasca told me if you were to speak that thought, it would have a hundred times the power of the thought itself. And so that's where I learned, okay, thoughts are beings. They are thought forms. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, they're like a virus, not in a bad way, but, you know, you know, with the coronavirus, so much of the news, okay, a virus is sort of like a semi-alive form. It has potential, but until it gets into a host, it can't do much. It's sort of just stagnant, but once it gets into a host, it can replicate and come alive, and it only comes fully alive when it's you know, in a symbiotic relationship with a host, a human, for example.
0: Mm-hmm. In
1: the same way, a thought form has a very limited amount of consciousness, a very limited amount of power, which it expends trying to go find a human host that will host it, and if it does, then it just like a virus, it can breed and... And multiply and and you know come to life fully. I hope that's a coherent analogy. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So yeah. To complete the the idea. So here we are, a human at the core, we're just pure consciousness. But what happens is thoughts come knocking on the door. Okay. So once you're in an awakened state and you have the witness online. The witness that notices every single thought form that arrives. Now, let's compare this to the unawakened state. Someone who isn't yet here, they may feel like they have no control over their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, they just swarm in and they run around and I'm helpless. They just run all over me and there's nothing I can do about it. I just have to try to cope with it the best I can. And that's the state of most people. But someone who's had a genuine, bona fide, even just a basic awakening, realize, oh my God, I have awareness of when they start knocking on the door automatically so let me let me now paint this picture with a little more depth the our human consciousness is several layers of stuff the the inner, and it's like russian dolls the innermost layer is our physical bodies the layer beyond that energetically is the emotional body mm-hmm. beyond that is the mental body and beyond that is all the spiritual bodies okay so the thought forms are swarming around in the spirit realm, and therefore the first arising of a thought, positive or negative, is not your fault as a human. The thought arises because it's one of those thought forms knocking on the door, will you let me in? Okay?
0: Yeah.
1: Now again, the unawakened person, they just start taking it in and it's in, and they really have no defense against it. But the awakened person notices the thought, oh, there's a thought knocking on the door, what should I do? so you have a choice if it's like a positive life-affirming thought and this is a good time to be mental with it you could say yeah come on in let's let's engage in some thought around your theme," and you let it in and it's all good however for the rest of this discussion because we don't usually have a problem with positive thoughts you know, mm-hmm. but negative thoughts they're, they're a problem so the rest of my teaching on this little theme is going to be focused on negative thought forms so here comes the form, and and you okay there's a thought And you okay, that's a dark thought. That's a negative thought. That's a thought that makes me feel bad. Or for some reason, it's just not the vibe you want. As an awakened being, you can look at that thought and you can, I do this all the time. I just say, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. And I turn my attention elsewhere and it does not get in. It just turns around and goes away and it goes find another human host. You know, it's got a few billion to choose from, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, However, let's say that I'm not quite so skillful and I start letting it in. So there's a negative thought uh, like the world's going to hell in a handbasket, And I thought, yeah, you're right. And I can think of several instances of how that's happening. And I begin having related thoughts. Guess what? I just opened the door. It's in my mental body. Mm-hmm. So, so it's one step in, but these guys are ambitious. They want to get all the way into your physical form. So they're not going to stop there. So now it's away in the next level. It is the emotional body. So now the thought, begins bringing up thoughts that are designed to catalyze challenging emotions and it could be any challenging emotion fear hatred anger paranoia sadness depression anything that doesn't feel good okay so it'll it'll introduce those kind of thoughts and if you start engaging and thinking related thoughts and these challenging emotions start to arise as soon as that emotion comes up doors open it's in your emotional body now it is adjacent to your physical body Mm -hmm. And if enough cycles happen of the negative thought, negative emotion, then it can actually slip into your actual physical body. And Chinese medicine shows really well that certain kinds of thoughts tend to, you know, nest in certain organs, like anger goes to the liver and stuff like that. So they they go find their home. And if they got an open channel, they hey, buddies, come on, open door. <laughs> mm-hmm. and all, all of its buddies will come in too, okay? So that's kind of the story of how From the first arising of the negative thought the undefended person or the one who doesn't act skillfully those thoughts come right in emotional mental physical and you know most of us here have been around for a few decades and we've got quite a quite a symbiosis of thought forms in here yeah okay so that's the 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 simplest way i can describe how they get in in the first place and of course the preventing the negative thoughts is to be awake enough to have your witness online and just to say no thank you if you see a negative thought arise and and choose not to you know, have more of that kind of thing in you. However, that's only part of the issue because we have a lot of negative thoughts already in our system. Mm-hmm. Most of us, very few of us are only thinking positive shiny rainbow thoughts, right? So then you need a tool to flush them. And I, I'm now going to move on to the subject of my invocations. So again, Alara, if it's appropriate, we can actually do these as an exercise mm-hmm. uh, well, before we're done. So the first question then becomes, there's two invocations. One is the embodied awakening invocation, which brings the awakening. Very quick, easy, and simple, and free, too, okay? And the other one is the healing invocation, and there's a couple of variations on this I want to teach. I want to teach the main primary form, and the most recent variation I've developed on this is one specifically for negative thoughts. going to. So before we do experiential, let me just give the theoretical understanding. The embodied awakening, invocation, um, the words are, again, this assumes you have a higher self, which I know I do, um, and you speak eight words to that, and the words are maximum embodied awakening that serves highest good please. Then you relax and you go passive and just rest in breath then your passivity allows it to come in through your crown chakra saturate your body like water soaking into a sponge and at some point you feel saturated the higher self is very very aware of your response to its incoming energy it will never overwhelm you in fact these invocations i give are designed never to overwhelm to my knowledge they never have in 10 years Um, so it soaks in as much of itself as you can handle without overdoing it And then you get the factors I said, no mental chatter, no challenging emotion, peaceful, effortless. And that's when, as a byproduct of that, automatically the thought guardian pops in. And now you actually notice the incoming thoughts and can can say yes or no to them consciously. So that's the awakening, just a very brief description of that. Then the healing invocation is the other core tool. And I'm being asked to say, "These, these invocations were a gift to me from ayahuasca, it was back in February of 2011, you know, many years ago, uh, out of the blue, in the middle of a ceremony, these these invocations were just downloaded into my brain from Mother Ayahuasca, and I've been sharing them ever since. So I want to give credit where it's due. Um, so you, when you notice, so the core healing invocation is only seven words, maximum healing that serves highest good. Please, again, spoken to the higher self. Um, the follow-up to that is you simply rest your awareness wherever it feels bad. Okay. Now the core invocation, um, excuse me, the primary way that I use the healing invocation is to notice the challenging feeling in your body. And that could be emotional, physical, or both, but somewhere in you, something's going to feel not great. And you simply hold your attention gently right on that spot, give it your full, complete attention. Uh, I say, if you can, merge with it. I mean, the awareness you're holding, just become one with it. No resistance, full immersion, full connection to whatever the challenge is. And that's like shining a spotlight on it and showing your divine where to go heal. Then the healing energy comes in. Most commonly, it stirs up whatever the heavy energy is, and it flushes it. And most commonly the heavy energy flushes out the hands or the feet or both. Sometimes it just radiates out like a supernova just flushing out in circles and going away. And then sometimes less often, but it can happen. The divine says, no, actually let's transmute it instead. And it actually changes that dark energy. to positive light energy and it integrates it into your system somehow. So most commonly it flushes once in a while it transmutes and integrates. Uh, either way whatever that was is no longer a problem either it's gone or it's changed so it's helpful okay so again that's the version where you're focusing on challenging sensation the variation I'd love to do today after we master that core healing invocation is the the new healing invocation designed for thought forms specifically and again I'll just basically describe that what So this would you would use if you just got a persistent nagging thought, cycling over and over, just won't stop. Okay. So as I explained earlier, you're not thoughts. What you fundamentally are is awareness. Thoughts are the window dressing around you. Okay. So what you do is you you, here's that persistent thought. You, you, in your imagery, you imagine, okay, this thought is like on the ground floor of a house. And I'm gonna go up the stairs to the second level, I'm gonna look down on it from the second floor landing, okay? There's that thought down there. And I'll say maximum healing that serves highest good please. But now what I do is I am just the dispassionate witness of the thought. So I'm above it looking down and I see that thought form and I just watch it, I give the thought form my full attention. But the trick is I'm not thinking it, I'm watching it. Mm I am pure awareness, observing the thought on its own, going through its little cycle. And since I'm not feeding it anything, what happens very quickly is that the thought begins to slow down, it moves a little less. I can actually see it like a little wriggly being and it starts slowing down and eventually it goes still and usually it just dissolves, it's done. So this pure witnessing of a thought form that is negative, without doing the usual engagement will pretty quickly, you know, slow it down and then actually just disintegrate it. Wow. So that's the, that, the, that's the thought form variation of the healing invocation. vocation.
0: Mm, I love it. And, you know, but what, what if you are not a visual person? Well,
1: it doesn't matter if you just, I mean, the thought, it, it may be auditory. You may just hear the thought, in which case you just put your attention on the sound of the thought.
0: In the mm-hmm. head. Yeah. Okay, cool. Easy peasy. (laughs) And I wanted to also point out too that, yeah, you know, um, the thoughts that we are thinking, the thoughts that we are getting, we're getting them. So they're not ours even, you know? So those negative thoughts, those negative feelings, emotions, you don't have to listen to them. You don't have to say, well, I'm thinking it, so it must be true. No, you know, Mm -hmm. we get to choose what we think. We get to choose what we feel, right? And um, and I think that's, uh, you know, really important for people to know that is that sometimes you know we get these persistent thoughts and so we think they're ours and you can even ask the question is this mine and you'll still get that it's yours but it's really not it's coming in from the field it's coming in from outside of you you know and then um and so you you know when you're aware of it you can say no to it we can say no you you know you're not welcome here that thought and then focus on something else right Mm -hmm. so that was the big key there say say no to it observe it be aware of it. Say no to it, and then focus on something else. Don't just continue looking at it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and let me let me augment what you're saying there, Lara. Um, there's a there's a cliche that is so true. What you resist persists. Mm-hmm. If you are having any kind of negative energy, whether it's a thought form or an emotion or a physical sensation, and you fight it, mm-hmm. you're actually feeding it energy. You're making it stronger. Mm so most negative beings actually feed on resistance and they they hope you will
0: mm. so what are you supposed to do so you so you don't say no to it
1: well no again <laughs> I, with the illustration if you're you're in your witness and the thought shows up you very dispassionately and not oh, oh no thank you mm-hmm. yeah. no you haven't fought it you've just you just set a boundary to it
0: right yeah
1: you haven't, you haven't put on your boxing gloves and duke it out with it, okay? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, no, no engagement, no emotional engagement either, you know, yeah.
1: So many people just habitually fight against what's unpleasant in them and the nature of negative beings, whether the thought forms or dark entities or whatever they may be, they, your negative. In other words, you're getting angry at them and you're, ah, I'm going to take care of you. Why take you out? That's actually the food they want. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. (laughs)
1: <laughs> know, of people who are you know you, you we all know people who are so provocative and they routinely do stuff that gets us angry or upset or off balance and then we we yell at them or we somehow throw resistance at them and that's exactly what they were going for. Mm. Now their entities are getting a meal yeah. But the same entities are repulsed by love and life. So if you, if you are conscious enough to realize, okay, I'm being hit with negative stimulus and the senders of the stimulus and the human, by the way, may or may not even be aware they're doing it. In my experience, most humans aren't even aware that they're being manipulated by these dark beings. Okay. They're just, they're clueless. Okay. Yeah. There, are, mm-hmm. there are some actual conscious dark magic practitioners who do it deliberately, but they're certainly the minority. Okay. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter either way. If you are getting hit with this negative stimulus, okay, I realize what's happening. The worst thing I can do is respond in kind and take the low road back, which will only perpetuate the cycle because that shows these dark things. Okay, I got an easy meal here. All I have to do is send the same kind of catalyst. They will send negative back. We get fed. We're happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Either don't respond or you go high road and you say, oh, I see what you are. Here's some love and light. I bless you that to them is just makes them want to throw up. Okay. And one of two things will happen if you respond that way to someone who's sending dark energy, you know, consciously or not. Um, what often the first response is they'll ratchet up. They'll do something even more provocative mm-hmm. and they may continue escalating as far as they can to see if, okay, if I, if I give them more negative stimulus, will they now crack and send negative stimulus back? So it may get worse for a while in terms of what they're sending your way. If you can hold the line and stay calm or just send love and light or just be non-responsive, in time, they'll realize, okay, we got nothing here. There's no food here. It's just like, let's say you had a stray cat wandering around the neighborhood. If you put out food, it'll come back every day. Mm -hmm. But if you don't put out food, it may come around and whine a few times, but after a few times it'll give up and go somewhere else. Negative entities are just the same. If it's very clear, you've made clear, there's no meal for you here. I'm not gonna give you the dark energy you want. They'll go find somewhere else to get it. Mm
0: Got it. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. good. Um, Does anybody have any questions about around that or around this topic even of negative thoughts and negative emotions? If you do, uh, just raise your hand or type your question in the chat. Um, Yeah, so I was just gonna so that that clarifies it quite a bit actually so thank you yeah good <laughs> and you know the thing is it's like we are constantly you know for those of us who uh, are aware you know we we can sense or be aware of negative thought forms a lot you know but sometimes you know it can get the better of us so it is it is really important for us to be conscious, be present, be more of in that awakened state as much as possible. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, let me, can I throw a related thought on this? Mm-hmm. While we're still laying our conceptual groundwork? Uh, I can I can actually hear some people's thoughts saying, well, all fine and good, easier for you to say, mm-hmm. but I can't do that. I've tried to take the high road and it doesn't work. I just can't do it. Yeah. I, I, I can't help but get angry and yell back or something. And I'll say, of course, But that also lets me know you're not yet at that awakened state where you can do that. Mm. Okay, Mm -hmm. so uh, you know one of the things this shows is you know we are kind of helpless until we get some allies and some help in, and and this fundamental level of support from merging with the higher self means you suddenly can do things that literally seemed impossible before. Um, There's a phrase I love, which is a state of consciousness cannot comprehend a level beyond itself Mm. that's why if you're like a spiritual person you try to explain to a family member who's not into it about your stuff Uh, here's an example i my brother and i love each other okay but he's not the least bit spiritual he's a wonderful person he's just not interested in metaphysical stuff and i i one time just tried to give him what i consider just the most elementary simple basic explanation of a divine state of consciousness and he listens super carefully and I finished, he said, Benjamin, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, this is where the person who loves me was making a sincere attempt to get it.
0: Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: he, he, until he, unless someday he goes to that level at which one suddenly he'll get it, he'll get it. So you can't expect if you right now are saying, I've never been able to do that, therefore I can't. I would say you can't do that as long as you're still at that current level of awareness but if you make a jump to the next level, if you get that awakening on and get that whole new set of tools and abilities that that level gives you, then you can do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. don't think that you can't, just because you can't do it now does not mean you won't be able to do it later. You know? Yeah, yeah.
1: There's very little a human cannot do if they wake up enough.
0: Yeah, you know? exactly. So Kay says, it helps me to visualize that I am a compassionate caregiver in a mental hospital keeping the ranting patients safe.
1: Okay, good. Yeah.
0: Mhm. Whatever works, okay? So that's awesome. And that and that's the thing is like sometimes that ranting patient is ourselves. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. So right? um,
1: unless there's questions, uh, if you wish Laura we can go into the experiential part.
0: Sure. Yeah. And just do it. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um before we proceed though, I'm gonna, there's a little noise from my air vents, so I'm gonna throw a couple of pillows over them so there's not much noise on the recording. Okay,
0: I don't hear anything, just so you don't. Oh, that's good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> my Virgo moon wants to be just super careful. So yes,
0: maybe. I understand. it's all about the sound quality for sure. Um,
1: I used to have a recording studio, so I'm- Oh, good. yes. <laughs> so, okay, okay, I'm, I'm all good. So if it's okay with you, Laura, we'll, we'll, we'll do stage one, which is let's, let's invite people into the state of embodied awakening. Sounds good. Yeah. And there's a little bit of preparatory statement I have to make around this. Um, um, first off, the best way, again, if a person hasn't done it yet, it's beyond your conception right now, but I'll give you a metaphor. It's like, instead of you driving the car, your human self slides to the passenger seat and your divine's gonna drive instead. Now. The cool thing is your human is safe because if at any point your human self says, I don't like the way my divine is driving at any moment, you slide back over, you take the wheel, the divine steps out just like that. No fuss. Your human is instantly back behind the wheel. So I need your ego to understand there is no danger. You're safe. This is instantly reversible. This is only an experiment. We're just trying it on for size. Mm -hmm. So I want to really hammer home. This is safe and your ego's in no danger here. Okay. Okay. The second, I think I've already described the benefits of the state, but I'll just Mm -hmm. recap super quick. Uh, there's more harmony, flow, ease, and grace, everything you're responsible for, you do more responsibly and joyfully. Instead of having to figure things out so much in your head, you know what to do more through intuition. And there's a lot more bliss. In fact, I'm not sure I did say that already. Okay. Okay. But that's the that's just the most easy to describe benefits of embodied awakening. There are many more that actually go beyond language, but that mm-hmm. gives you a sense. And if that sounds good, then it might be worth a shot. And so, let's do um, it. Okay, you ready? Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, so we I are ready.
1: To, uh, ideally, you want to give this your undivided attention and do only this process. It's, it usually just takes a few minutes. So I invite everyone to close their eyes if they can. Hmm. Oh, the energy is already so strong. Wow. Okay. So uh, first, become aware of the overall feeling of your entire body. And if in addition to physical body awareness, you can feel the subtle tingling energy in or around your body, note that as well. And if you don't feel that, it's fine. Just feel whatever you feel. Then this is just to get the baseline. Again, you're not putting words on this. You're just having the somatic experience of body and any energy field you're aware of on top of that. Good, okay. So again, the assumption with this tool is that you do have a higher self. So that's that's the assumption of the tool. So in a moment, you're gonna say words to it and invite it to merge with you in your physical body. Again, as I said earlier, it's only going to come in to the degree that your physical vibration can handle it. You'll get just the right amount and it'll stretch you a little bit to open you up a little, but it's not going to overwhelm. One, one thing I cannot emphasize strongly enough, no invocation that I give has ever overwhelmed anybody. The, there's actually a safety feature built into them that does not allow overwhelm. So whatever invocation you do in the system I give, you can always open fully and completely to the process and you're always safe. So um, let's go ahead and do it. If all that sounded good, in a moment, I'm about to say eight words and I'll let you know the moment I start. And ideally you wanna say these out loud with the understanding that you're speaking them to your higher self. If for some reason you can't speak them out loud, you can think them and they will still work. So. Let's begin now, please repeat after me. Maximum embodied awakening that serves highest good, please. Now let the words go. Now your only job is to passively notice breath. There is no breath control. The breath can do whatever it wants. Your entire focus is on noticing the sensation in your body when a breath comes in or goes out. You may be able to notice that there is a particular part where you feel breath easier. It varies from person to person. It might be your nose, your sinuses, your throat, your chest, your diaphragm, or your belly. So as the next couple of breaths come and go, just notice, is there one particular area where it's easier to feel it? And if so, then rest your attention very gently in that area. And that's where you notice the breath going in and out. Uh, As you're doing that, and I can now, when I lead this process, I empathically notice how the overall group is doing. And what I'm feeling is not just the live callers. I'm noticing also the people who are doing this afterward on the recording. Don't ask me how, it just works that way. So it's feeling pretty good so far. You got a pretty um, pretty lively crew here, Laura. So just let the breaths come and go. And as you do that, I'm gonna give you a few pointers that will optimize the functioning of this invocation. I recommend that you do not use any effort or willpower to try to make anything happen or stop anything from happening while you're in this process. I recommend you do not deliberately visualize or imagine anything. I recommend you simply feel the breath coming and going on its own. If you become distracted, and in this context, a distraction is anything other than passive breath awareness. When you become aware of that, you don't fight the distraction and you don't try to change it for the reasons we already discussed. You you recognize the distraction as an uninvited guest to whom you do not need to pay any further attention and you return your attention to your breath very gently and persistently. If the distraction keeps going in the background, that is fine, there is no problem with that. Since it's not you, you let the distraction do its thing and you do your thing, which is just feeling breath. There's one more little nuance you can add if you wish, which is to discover how little effort is needed even to feel breath. Because using the bare minimum effort needed will actually open up even more space for the divine to help you. So to discover how little effort is needed to feel breath, let's begin by dropping to no effort at all. So I invite you now to just completely relax. There is no focus. You're just being. Just for a moment, just chill 100% and just be. At this zero effort state, is there or is there not breath awareness anyway? If there is even a trace of breath awareness at zero effort, stay at zero. If there is not breath awareness at zero effort, then add very tiny increments of effort about like the touch of a feather, just a little tiny bit of effort, see if that gives you any breath awareness. If not, add a teeny bit more, keep doing those teeny little baby steps of effort until, oh, there's breath again, I'm feeling it again. And just to be sure, take out a little effort, drop down a bit and kind of go back and forth a time or two until you feel comfortable. Yep, that's the absolute minimum effort I can use to feel the breath. And then you just relax into whatever that tiny bit of effort actually is. It's probably gonna be way less than you started with. And again, uh, when you only use the bare minimum needed, you leave much more space and the divine can do its work more easily and quickly. Oh, it's starting to feel really good. There's a lot of bliss in the field. So I invite you to continue resting in either zero effort or just that tiny bit of effort you need to feel breath at all. And some of you are already in embodied awakening, well done. Your higher self has come and merged. I'll remind you, how to know for sure if you're in embodied awakening. And it's if the following four things are all true at the same time. No mental chatter, no challenging emotion, peaceful and effortless. If all that is true, you're there. And if that is true for you, I invite you simply to relax and just be in that state. It feels really good as you can tell. So just hang in the bliss, And those of us who are already there are making it easier for those who aren't quite there yet. So again, I'm tracking all this empathically. So just chill if you're already there. If you're not quite in that state yet, continue just relaxing deeply using the absolute minimum effort needed to feel breath at all. And if you should notice that you've drifted away from the breath, just very gently return to it each time you notice you're not there. There's no way to do this wrong. Your best effort is perfect. It doesn't matter how many times you get distracted. All that matters is when you notice that's happened, you gently come back. Like any skill, the more you do it, the more skillful you're gonna get. Ooh, that's, that's oh, that's feeling really sweet. I think we have a majority in Embodied Awakening. Hmm. All right, that feels really solid. So my, my guidance is to go ahead and uh, move forward. So as part of this exercise, I invite everyone to actually open their physical eyes and look around the space you're in. And just check in again with your eyes open engaging visually with the space you're in is the following true no mental chatter no challenging emotion peaceful effortless because embodied awakening is designed to stay with you all day no matter what you do it's not this rarefied state you can't interrupt in meditation it's just supposed to be there as a routine thing okay so that's that's our baseline now as i said earlier one of the byproducts of the state is your witness is now online so I want you now to put attention on your mental field. And if you are an embodied awakening, there won't be any mental field. it <laughs> will just be quiet. Okay. But because it's so quiet, you'll notice if another thought shows up. So so what I'm showing you now here, if you're in the state I'm describing, is the baseline. When you're in this peaceful stillness, then it'll be it'll be like a flugelhorn goes, oh, there's a thought coming in, and you'll be able to notice it and and say, yes, come on in, I'd love to have you, or, oh, negative thought, no, thank you, turn your attention elsewhere. So let me pause here and see if there's any questions or comments so far from anyone.
0: Yeah, so how's everybody doing when this state, you know, for those of you who are participating and who, who are perceiving the state, how are you doing? I know for myself, it's uh, Yeah, the like case says it's beautiful energy. It's a beautiful state, right? So it's not just energy, but it's a beautiful state of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Barb says, thank you. Good. Anybody have any questions about this part? I think they're all feeling good.
1: Yeah, the field is really sweet right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, so let's move on. Next, I'm gonna teach you the, the fundamental healing invocation. And let me mention that the, this healing invocation has four versions that I've found so far. The basic version is reactive. So it's used when you uh, at some point notice, oh my God, there's a challenging emotion or challenging sensation in my body somewhere, something doesn't feel wonderful then you say to your higher self, maximum healing that serves highest good, please. You rest your attention wherever the discomfort is. And as I described earlier, the divine flushes it out or changes it to light and integrates it, okay? Um, I also describe the thought variation, okay? There's a third variation, which is actually what I would like to do. Yeah, Larry typed, no mental chatter, exclamation point. <laughs> Someone else typed it, so I'm still at work. It's a little difficult to type, I get it. If you're not accustomed to the state, it does take a little getting used to to be functional again, but you'll actually very quickly discover you function better. There, I'd like to now verbalize the complete list of downsides to embodied awakening, and that's all of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: there are none. Okay, so um, so the 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 version of the healing invocation I've actually found to be most helpful for people to learn it is to deliberately pull up a traumatic memory. Now, I need to give a little bit of preparation verbally before we do this, okay? Um, First off, uh, the technique does not allow overwhelm. When you work with the healing invocation, it's a given that you're going to feel some challenging energy as it leaves. One of the shamanic axioms is you must feel it to heal it. But again, I I cannot say often enough, you are not going to get overwhelmed. And it doesn't matter if you say, I've never been able to heal this thing before because you're not going to heal it. Your divine self is going to heal it for you. You are delegating the healing to this being who's a master of healing, okay? And has no problem healing anything that's ready to be healed, okay? So what I'm gonna propose and do here shortly is I'm going to have you identify some traumatic memory from your past. It needs to be a specific incident from your life. And it needs to be an incident that when you remember it, it causes you emotional distress. It does not have to be the worst thing that ever happened to you. But it needs to be strong enough that it upsets you every time you think about it. We need something of that potency to to show you how the effect is, okay? Now I'm gonna guarantee you, as you bring it up, it's not going to overwhelm you. I mean, I'll say it many times, okay? You're gonna be safe if this incident is so traumatic that it is more than can be healed on a single round, then your divine will only bring up as much as you can do in one round. It will then peel layers as it'll divide as many times into that as it has to, so that even if it takes 15 rounds, it'll clear it gradually and manageably. so even if you have felt overwhelmed by the very same thing in the past, it's not going to overwhelm you now. And I say this with such confidence because I've done this for 10 years with thousands of people never had a report of overwhelm. Okay, your divine will not allow it, all right? so. If you are ready, I'll guide you further. If you if you understand that you're safe, if you're willing to have a little challenge in the short term, while this thing, oh, another critical thing to know, whatever you clear in this process is cleared forever. This is not a band-aid where it feels a little better for a while then it comes back again and again and again. This is something, if you flush something with this tool, whatever you just cleared is permanently gone. And that's one of the beautiful things about the tool. Okay, Uh, actually, before I go into this, I I want to lay a little more conceptual groundwork. I want to talk about the great onion of consciousness. And this metaphor is the simplest way I know to describe what we're about to do. So a tiny bit of spiritual history. Again, this is all to the best of my understanding. Okay, Uh, initially, of course, we were all simply God. We were oneness you know, absolute bliss and ecstasy undifferentiated, the only true reality, right? And then at some point, the divine said ah, the unity is great, but I want some experience, I need to put something into duality here. And it creates a soul, which is you. And this soul comes out, its you could think of it as a brilliant ball of light, luminous, ecstatic, blissful, et cetera. And then it starts what I understand to be a multi-billion year evolutionary process down to duality and eventually back to unity and a very tiny part of that journey involves human lifetimes, okay? But that's where we are now, so we'll zoom in human lifetimes, okay? So this is probably not your first human lifetime, okay? So you've probably had some past lives, and when you died in those lifetimes, you had some unhealed wounds and traumas. Each one of these puts a dark layer around that perfect ball of light. So over your lifetimes, you've been accumulating layers of unhealed pain and wounding, and this has created an onion around that perfect ball of light. okay, the great onion of consciousness. So let's now cut to this lifetime. You're getting ready to incarnate. And here's your soul saying, okay. let's pull in these particular gifts from prior lives. Let's pull in these particular traumas. Maybe we'll get lucky and heal in this lifetime. And then in you come. But now there are a few exceptions. There are some people who come in, and they never lose their divine awareness. But let's assume that you're among the majority who got amnesia. So the soul says, okay, let's, let's, there's that little baby, let's animate it. The soul takes a part of itself, animates the body, part of it stays back to watch and drop hints, which we call intuition, okay? So part of it's down there, and that part goes behind the veil, it gets amnesia. For the purpose of this lifetime, for at least part of the life, it has to forget what it really is. It's diluted into thinking, I'm just a separate human being it has totally forgotten. I'm really everything that it is. I'm full divinity. Okay. But right now I'm just a teensy little human. Okay. So it goes through this process and, and it, and in this lifetime too, you can accumulate wounds and add layers to the onion. But the trick is now you're not in the onion anymore. You separated out to have your human experience. So here's the onion over here. And just outside it is the human. And some of your divine light is shining to you, even through all those layers of unhealed pain, but part of it is blocked. And here's the cool thing. Every time you do an effective healing round, you do effective shadow work, one of those layers peels off and is permanently gone. And even the peeling of a single layer creates so much bliss. And you're going to discover as we do this healing round at first, it's going to feel really challenging. And then the challenge is going to start to diminish and the bliss is going to start to rise and then they'll cross over. And by the time the round is done, if you let it run its full process, the pain will be completely gone and you will be in an altered state. Like you just took some wonderful drug that only has positive side effects and helps you function better. So that's what I wanted to say about the great onion of consciousness. I hope that was a clear explanation. Okay. So now that you understand this awesome reward that's waiting for you at the end of the process, I would now, unless there's something else you're thinking of, Alara, we can go ahead and begin that process. You ready? Okay. I see you nodding yes. Okay. So I invite everyone to close their eyes. And once again, just feel your body. Become aware of the overall sensation of the entire body and any energetic awareness you have in or around the body. And based, if you were with us when we did the embodied awakening thing, you probably feel really different than the first time we checked in. Um, Again, just just note, are you you still in embodied awakening? That means is all the following true? No mental chatter, no challenging emotion, peaceful and effortless. Just check to see, is that my reality? Doesn't matter, you can do this either way. It's optimal, if possible, to do this healing technique from an awakened state, just because it works quicker and easier. The more awake you are, the easier all these tools work. But it doesn't, it's not mandatory, it's just ideal. So just note the state you're in and just have a feeling of it. Okay, now bring up the memory of some past trauma in this lifetime. Something that every time you think about it, it feels painful. And how intense a trauma is your choice. It can be just a Some milder trauma, some extreme trauma, it's all safe. So choose the trauma that you're now, and now that you've chosen it, remember it and make it so vivid it's as if it's happening right now. I want you to really bring the memory up, make it as strong as possible so that you feel the pain. The only way you're going to heal it is to feel it first. It's going to be manageable. Only as much of the pain as you can work with is gonna show up. So make it vivid, feel that intense challenge. And now two things are important to notice. First, where in your body is the pain? It's gonna be strongest in some area. Frequently, it's the heart chakra there in the middle of the chest. Sometimes it's around near the belly. Those are the most common areas, but it can show up anywhere. So just notice, where does it feel, where's the pain focalized? And the second question is, on a 10 point pain scale, 10 being excruciating pain and one being none, what's the pain level? So where is it? And on the one to 10 scale, how much does it hurt right now as I hold the memory of it? Once you've got all that down, now say these words to your higher self. Repeat after me. Maximum healing that serves highest good please. Let the words go. Rest your awareness wherever it hurts. We are not using breath. We are using awareness of the pain. If the pain has a very clearly defined focus and center, put your attention in the center of it. If the pain is more broadly and evenly distributed, hold your awareness in the entire area where the pain is. You need to, once again, use only as much effort as is needed to feel the pain completely. And you may want to play with that. Drop, for example, down to no effort. And I'm sure your awareness of the pain will either eliminate or or diminish. Then add effort back, putting your attention in the pain area. Note, as I add effort, the awareness should increase. But at a certain point, you'll notice that additional effort does not give you any additional awareness of the pain. So play with it a little more effort, a little less effort and fine tune. This is the bare minimum effort I need to feel the pain completely. To get best result, you wanna feel the pain 100% with no filter. So be right there with the pain, feel it completely and, and really Optimally, you want to merge with the pain. Your awareness moves into the pain. It penetrates it, it becomes it. You are one with the pain, 100% no filter. This completely be the pain. This is an experiential somatic process. There is no mental component. Ignore all thoughts. They cannot help you in this process. Once the process is done, you can think about it all you want. Right now you'll get the best outcome working on a purely energetic somatic level. Just feel the pain as pain. One extraordinary thing about this invocation, you can clear major traumas and never even know what they were. I've done it. I've had major flushes, never had a clue what was leaving and did not need to know. If the higher self thinks it's better for you to clear that without knowing it, you can flush it anonymously. If you need to know, it'll drop in an image or a thought. Now, in this particular case though, we already know what it is. That was a more general observation. So you already know what this is. Just, Even though you know what it is, ignore your thoughts about it. Just move into the pure experiencing of the sensation. Again, I'm feeling a little excess effort in the field. So let's all drop the effort way down for a moment. So less than you know you need, add a little more in, play with the effort level. Just please use the minimum effort needed to feel it completely. It's okay to kind of bounce back and forth a little more, a little less effort until you feel that. Okay. Ah. And now a lot of us are now feeling the flush. So you may have peripheral awareness. Oh my God, I actually feel energy going down my arms and out my hands or it's going down my legs and out my feet. These are the most common flushes. And all this heavy energy goes down into Mother Earth. And for her, she perceives it as a yummy chocolate snack. She loves your heavy energy. So no, you are blessing the earth. It's like you're giving her a sacrament by giving your heavy energy to her. She just really likes it. Uh, so just let it flush out. Don't worry about it. Give it to her. And you want your attention to be there wherever the pain is. Now, sometimes the pain simply stays in the same place. Once in a while, it'll move around. And if that energy is, is playing hide and seek with you, then track it like a hound dog. Do not let it get away as long as it's anywhere in your field. I mean, if it totally leaves your field, great. You're done with it. But if it's still anywhere in your body or energy field, just keep tracking it. Stay right there in the center of it. And yeah, the overall vibe I'm getting from the group, again, which includes live and and replay listeners, it's all flushing. Now, there's two things that people find challenging when they first do this tool. One is not helping. If you at the human level, start using effort or willpower or visualizing, you will shut the whole thing down right away. You have just assigned this healing to your higher self. And as the human, your only part is passive awareness of the pain. You are not doing anything beyond that. If you get active and try to heal it in any way, the divine says, Oh, <clears throat> they call me to help them. And now they're trying to do it themselves. I am required to honor free will, they're exercising free will, I gotta back off and let them try. Your higher self will do this even though it knows, it can do this about a zillion times better than your human self can, and it has to do it anyway. Free will is the law. So I recommend you do not override, just stay passively aware, trust the divine to do it for you. I'm still feeling a lot of flushing, especially out the hands, so most of us are still doing some nice flushing And you might just briefly check in. When we started, I asked you to note the pain level, one to 10 in the area of pain. Just for a quick moment, check in and get the pain number now. I'll be willing to bet it's lower than when you started. And when you got the number, just go back to awareness again. By the way, if you're doing an invocation and you get interrupted, you can take care of the interruption and jump right back in and pick up wherever you left off. They're very flexible that way. Now I'm starting to feel a lot of bliss in my brain, a lot of really sweet energy. And I'm guessing if I'm feeling it, then most of you guys are feeling it too. So you may notice, yeah, there's still some of that heavy energy and yet there is bliss rising around the edges. And that's gonna continue. The pain level is gonna continue to drop. The bliss level is gonna continue to rise. And and let me now return to the point I just tangented from. I said, there's two things that people find challenging. At first, one is not helping, staying passive and letting the divine do it for you. The other is patience. Now, sometimes something may drain out real quick. Sometimes it may take a while. So one of the challenges you may face is just being willing to sit there passively long enough to give the divine enough time to flush it out. I'll make you a promise your divine is working as fast as it can without overwhelming you. So it's not dawdling. It's moving along as quickly as it can. And so you you can't rush it. You can't ask it to go faster. It's already at max. So um, just know that your only job is to stay passive and patient and just give the divine enough time to do what you asked it to do. If it went any faster, it would overwhelm you and that would be not a good thing. So know that it's doing its best and you just need to give it time to to help you. Okay, now I just hit the point where the bliss is stronger than the pain. So you might just notice, wow, I'm actually starting to feel kind of blissful and that pain has dropped way down. So let's stay with the process. Again, what I'm feeling is the overall average of everyone's experience live or on the recording. So some of you may be having a slight variation, go with your unique experience if it's not fitting my description. But again, all I can do is narrate the overall general flow of what's happening. Yeah, now the, the flushing is, and the divine is saying, okay, because of the nature of what we're doing here on a group call, Um, some people may need a little more time to complete the healing that they were in, but whatever got flushed is cleared. Even if you felt like, oh, there was a little bit more still, whatever left is permanently cleared and that's less for you to deal with on the next round, whenever you do that next. Yeah. So just be passive. Now I'm notice if you don't now experience your physical body feeling more like energy than flesh. And when that happens, the body hasn't changed. Your consciousness has changed. That means you're now in a higher state and the level you're now conscious in is a level of energy, not physical form. And when your consciousness is at such a level, then you experience physical reality as vibration. You perceive it as like a physicist describes it, it's vibrating energy just vibrating slower than the higher spiritual levels but that's why the body now may feel more like energy than solid form it's just the level you're perceiving it from there is another bliss level just got added so keep relaxing and i promise i'll let you know when the cycle is completed there i just felt that lock in so notice right now the level you're at and see if you don't feel a little bit more awake, a little more blissful, a little more ecstatic than before we started the healing round. Just notice your overall consciousness. Again, that layer peeled and the lights brighter now permanently, and you just upgraded your awakening and doing good shadow work, which means permanently clearing some old layer of heavy energy is a permanent uptick in awakening it's the fastest way i know to awaken you do good shadow work you'll wake up faster it's just corollary every layer of the onion peeled exposes more light more light is more awakening oh there's another one wow yeah rest in that bliss right there Take just a moment to soak in that. Sweet. Okay, that round's complete. So, um, now, before we go back to commentary, because we did the variation on the healing invocation that was the deliberate bringing up of an old trauma, this is the variation where we get to check our work, (laughs) and we do that by bringing up the same exact memory again. And we're gonna do our best to make it just as vivid as the first time. And we're gonna notice what emotional response am I having to it this time. Before we do it, remember what was the pain number that you had the first time we did it? And where did I feel it? So where was it? What was that pain number on the 10 scale? Again, 10 being extreme and one being none. Having got that memory, now let's check the work. Close your eyes. Right now, bring up the same exact trauma memory again. Once again, make it as vivid as you can in your mind. Make it such a strong memory that it feels like it's happening right now. And notice, am I feeling any pain? If so, where is the pain and what level of pain is it on that 10 point scale? Now, some of you are saying I have the memory, but I'm no longer getting any emotional triggering. I'm neutral to it now. That means you completely cleared that layer of pain and there's no trauma left to clear. If you're feeling some pain Normally the pain number would be much lower at this point. If it was like an eight first, it might be a two or a three. Now that means they couldn't get it all in the first round. And now you can do a second round. Now we're not going to do a second round right now. We have other things to do as a group, but you could now on your own do that now that you know how to do it. And I need to emphasize really strongly, you don't need me leading you. You know, you now have the technique and you can totally do it on your own. Okay. So these are DIY tools you can use solo. Um, now once in a while it's rare but sometimes you do this again and it it comes up even stronger than the first time and if that happens that means yay we got the first layer but now we get to unlock the second layer and that one's even stronger (laughs) so once in a great while you'll even get more triggering but that's just saying hey you did a great job on the first one now finally we can unlock this deeper layer and clear that one too so that's the overview now i would now love Feedback, I see someone already typed. See, Linda typed, Benjamin, it's neutral. Thank you. It was a 10 and now neutral. That's fantastic. Okay. So, um, from Alara or anyone else, I would love any feedback, especially specific feedback. What was the number the first time and what was the number the second time? Again, we don't need to know what the trauma was. Even when I work with private clients, I don't even ask that because it doesn't matter for the purposes of the tool. But I'd love to hear anyone else saying, what was it first time? What's it
0: now? (sighs) Yeah, so mine was an eight, and then um, I ended up with a three. Wow. So, yay. I'm happy with that.
1: (laughs) So, uh, Cindy was sitting there with tears in her eyes, and now it's like, whatever. I'm seeing that means that you're not getting triggered by it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing tool.
0: Good. Yeah.
1: knows what she's doing.
0: (laughs) And it's like, it's something that you can use, you know, for many things you know uh, and it's so easy to do right so it's like it was quick and easy and you can use it for a lot of different um, events scenarios etc but mm-hmm. also you know traumas in the body as well right
1: anything i mean i've had people come in a client said yeah i've had this severe back pain for years i just have to live with it mm-hmm. and I, my lumbar feels, i said okay let's try it and we do the healing round and five minutes later they say oh my god for the first time in years i have no pain in my lower back Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, I need to make a distinction here. Uh, shamanically, we say there's two levels of pain or, one, or, or trauma. Uh, there is stuff that can be healed and there's stuff that the phrase is it's of God. Um, for example, a perfect example is Stephen Hawking, okay, the great physicist, okay. He, I believe at the soul level said, I will come in and because my work is of the mind and my job is to share these brilliant breakthroughs with the earth, I cannot afford to be distracted by physical stuff. So I will literally make myself a paraplegic and that will be my fate so that I have no choice but to live the life of the mind and do the physics work I'm here to do. So sometimes a person will choose an injury, a limitation, a handicap of some kind, and it will be a deliberate soul choice. And in that case, there's no changing that. There may be a situation you have, a disease, an illness, a condition that just cannot be changed. And then the, the mission is to, to come to terms, and say, I've tried everything, it's there. I just have to come to peace with this and learn to live harmoniously with the situation. However, you can't really be sure until you try. So even if you're not sure, it's worth a try, give it a round or two with a healing invocation and, and see if it gets better. So, so that's an important uh, note. Now there's one other subtle thing I wanna bring out, which is we have an unconscious. In other words, the whole bunch of dark shit that we don't even know about, because it's completely not even ready to be dealt with yet, so it's completely out of our awareness field. All that we can work with with the healing invocation is what's come up out into the realm of awareness, okay? So it's possible that you could be working a particular trauma and you've done your round or two and say, there's no triggering left, I must be done with that. But you actually don't really know. Because if there's more of it, another layer in the unconscious, it may emerge later to be dealt with. We have this wonderful psychological setup where we only have as much in our awareness as we can deal with. If all of that stuff from the past came up, we'd get overwhelmed. Okay, It would be too much. So the advice I give around that is don't ever assume you've healed anything permanently. You do not know. I don't think you can know, okay? So what I, and the cool thing is you don't have to worry about it because it doesn't matter what the trauma is. You, you've you dealt with all those conscious layers. It's not triggering you anymore. If it did happen later, a layer came up out of the unconscious. Okay, now you've got the other layers out. Now, finally, we can bring this one up. Fine, bring it on. I got a healing invocation. I can deal with that. I've got my divine to take care of anything that comes into my field. So this actually means you don't even have to worry about whether there's another layer. Because if it does come up, your divine can take it out. And the bonus is every time you do a round like this, you wake up some more. (laughs) It's like, what a beautiful situation you do effective shadow work, you're immediately awarded with bliss and ecstasy, and it gives you a new baseline of consciousness you operate from there on from that point forward until it gets even sweeter because you did another layer and you are you keep up ticking the awakening. There's no end to it. So I wanted to share those subtleties around it. Um, let's see, uh, someone typed first time four on both sides, now right side of zero left is still four, that'll take another round. Then someone typed, even though I couldn't feel the pain, an image of the root chakra and safety came in and I worked with them and felt releasing. Excellent. Then felt some releasing of deep feelings of unsafety relating to the root chakra. Yeah, root chakra is fundamental physical security. That's beautiful. Yeah. So awesome. um, So again, now we still haven't quite got to the thought form version, but what I wanted to do there is, is give the, the the presentation and experiencing of the healing invocation in a way that is consistently powerful so people can say, oh my God, that works. Yeah. I felt that, i now feel the difference in my field. Okay?
0: Absolutely, that's important. For
1: okay. sure, yeah. So um, any, now the last thing I want to do experientially is the thought form variation. And, um, but first I'm open to any questions, comments, anything you want to contribute to Laura um, before we do that final piece.
0: Nope. It's all good. I'm feeling good. You know, okay. it, it, I, I, I love when we do these because you're right. We always experience a little bit more bliss, a little bit more awakening, mm-hmm. a little bit more releasing, you know, and it is about doing these types of processes, you know, on a regular basis. It doesn't take long time, you know, just five minutes to sit with it and do it right. No. And it's it's going to help.
1: Yeah. Uh can I throw a few pointers in around what you just said? Mm-hmm. First, if you do get triggered, please do the healing invocation as soon as possible after you get triggered. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way I like to think about it, whatever triggered me, whether it's a person or a situation, actually just did me a huge favor because they took one of those onion layers that was all thick and crusty and stuck, and they converted it to hot bubbling liquid, and all that's left is to drain it out by the because i got catalyzed the healing is already halfway done all i got to do is is call it the drain and it's complete so the the person you may be angry at actually just got the whole thing started for you okay so and secondly what was the second part just a minute i forgot the second part but i'll bring it back later if it comes back <laughs> um so any questions or comments from anyone before we do the actual mental variation?
0: I'm just checking in the chat. I think we're good.
1: I don't see anything there. I'm, I'm looking at the chat as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now again, the trick here is we're all in embodied awakening and there's no mental chatter. Mm-hmm. So I don't think a lot of us are going to spontaneously have a thought to work with. So what I just got inspired to do, I've actually never done this before, but I just got the download. We're gonna do the same thing mentally we just did with a trauma. Mm-hmm. So we all know the kinds of thoughts that tend to nag us, the yes. kind of eating negative thoughts. So I'd like everyone to just go into your memory and think, what is the most common irritating thought that typically bothers me? That kind of thought loop that just, I wish it would go away. So bring whatever that is up and uh, hold the thought in your mind. And just as we did before, actually start the thought loop. Think it a few times. I know we wouldn't normally do this, but this is for the purpose of the exercise, the purpose of the demonstration. So bring up that negative thought loop, that negative thought that just, it might be, I'm not worthy. I'll never make any money. I'll never find that perfect mate. Whatever the negative thought is, just bring it up. And yeah, so I'll assume we got the thought spinning now. Okay, now imagine that that thought is on the ground floor of a house. You walk up the stairs to the second level to the balcony and you're looking down on the thought on the ground floor, you're way above it looking down. Now I want you to simply say maximum healing that serves highest good, please say it out loud. And now just put your complete attention on that thought down there on the floor below you. The trick here is you're not thinking it, it's cycling on its own. You are witnessing it and notice that it is slowing down. Mm -hmm. Actually, the one I'm looking at is starting to turn to, it's sort of disintegrating, it's smoking and Parts of it are just kind of vaporizing into nothing. It's only half there now. I'm seeing an energetic form. I'm not even hearing the thought anymore. And now it's mostly gone. Barely any left. And now there's nothing down there but the floor. I don't, I don't perceive the thought at all anymore. And my mind is just still there's no thoughts at all in my mind and i just i just know i go into a whole new bliss level I, I went to a new level of awakening just doing that i'm actually in a much sweeter consciousness so that was really quick what was your experience alara um
0: one second so for me it was like um i saw the thought form and it started um Getting bigger and bigger, but like not bigger, not solid per se. But it's like like foam, you know. It started to fo- foam up, right? And and uh-huh. then as it started to foam up and rise, it started to disintegrate and dissolve and and mm-hmm. just like leave the field, you know. So it's just like evaporated.
1: So your thought went away.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All I was so going to we- say, what was it again? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I so yeah. would love. I know we've got how many people we've got. 35 people on the call. So please, someone unmute yourself or type in the chat window. What was your experience just then with that exercise? Since that's the first time I've let it quiet that way, I'm super eager for feedback. Did it work? <clears throat> or did it yeah. Barb <clears throat> said, I felt a pop and then I- Smiled. The and what?
0: And then I smiled.
1: Oh, I. okay, good. <laughs> I don't, oh, okay.
0: Anybody else?
1: And so what's the seven word phrase for the healing invocation? It's maximum healing that serves highest good, please.
0: Yeah. No, it was interesting because it's like, especially when you said don't think about it, right? So then I I have to, you know, like not repeat the phrase in my head, right? So I'm just like looking at it instead of repeating it, you know? So that was interesting.
1: Yeah, I guess the analogy would be... um, Uh, a real life analogy is there's two people having a conversation for example and you could be right in there in conversing with them or you might be a few feet away eavesdropping on them Mm -hmm. and you're just watching them talk but you're not engaged in the conversation
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it's that watching and not talking with the other people that we're doing we're just watching the thought under its own power and because thought forms are just like a virus, they're not really fully alive, that it won't last long. Without your active participation, it has very little ability mm-hmm. to contain itself.
0: So Julie says, I saw the thought on fire disintegrating. Awesome. Yay. And Linda oh. wrote, um, it dissolved because I have been working with this, it becomes almost effortless. Awesome,
1: good. Yeah, it, yeah because Everything we do under the invocation umbrella is done by the higher self. The human does the invocation to get it started. And then in every case, the human is just the passive observer in some way or form, whether you're just resting in breath for the awakening, whether you're just resting in sensation for the base level healing technique, whether you're just watching the thought from a distance, if you're doing the mental variation, it's all passive. You know, my, you know, what I've learned over the years and ayahuasca has been teaching me this for a long time in ceremony. She says, you know, delegate that stuff. Don't try to do it yourself. Your human (laughs) self sucks at healing and awakening. There's no human who just as a human can really do that very well, but the divine is really good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So human call the divine and delegate it. And then uh, the variation I'll give on that is as you do this progressively your human will become more and more integrated with its divinity, Mm -hmm. and you can get to a point where you can't perceive a difference anymore. I mean, I got to a point a while back, I can't, I can't feel Benjamin separate from the divine, because they're just so integrated now. I'm not saying it, it still goes deeper in subtle ways, but there's a fundamental union there now. Mm -hmm. So Benjamin of the ego no longer acts independently, he's fully, you know, tied in with the higher self, and he can't, like, you know, he used, he used to be a separate ego fighting the divinity, but now finally he's kind of just merged in and he's a lot more <laughs> fun, yeah.
0: much more at ease, too. Yeah, um, I was just going to say that with the thought form process, it, it's also about not engaging with the thought form, but also not judging the thought form.
1: Yeah, that's 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 engagement. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, if
1: you're judging it or, or having an opinion about it, that's that's sort of meta thought. I'm having a thought about the thought you know mm-hmm. yeah but that's thinking and now that's that's ego engagement the divine doesn't think yeah true
0: absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: interesting so it's good to notice that but notice that's that's the mind being kind of tricky and still sneaking in human engagement in a more subtle way
0: mhm yep yeah. awesome good <laughs> and
1: then you can back up a level and watch that thought watch the meta thought
0: yeah yeah <laughs> exactly and keep going <laughs> good yeah. that that uh, was
1: Ramana Maharshi used that as his core technique of awakening. He says, who's having this experience? Yeah. And whatever the consciousness is, okay, who's aware of that? What part of you is aware of this consciousness? And then it takes you back a level yet, and you go deeper into your source, and finally you get back to the oneness that you go back mm-hmm. enough steps, you got to go back all the way to oneness, and then there's nowhere further to go. You hit the final awakening.
0: You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Good. So, so how's everybody doing? Good? Yeah. Um, all right, so I wanted to talk about the special offer, Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who are on the live page, you can just click on special offer. Those of you who are not, you can go to allara.at forward slash show forward slash Benjamin 11. I'll, I'll put the link in the chat as well. Um, and that it will take you to a beautiful page that Benjamin created, which I love. All right, so, but yeah, you're welcome. So so let's talk about this special offer that we we have for now. It's slightly different from before, right? I love it.
1: Okay. What's different is since I worked with you last, I've added levels to my Awakening Plus membership.
0: Beautiful.
1: So there's now bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. Okay. So the old level is what's now called bronze. Okay. So the first offer, I'm just getting back to that page here real quick. Second, I've got several web pages open here. Mm-hmm. Um, level one is normally the bronze level, it's an annual membership of 189, but for Alara members, it's just 99. That's almost 50%, that's $90 savings. The other offer is the silver level, which is usually $489 a year for just 299, and you save 190. Now, of course you have to know what what the heck am I getting? So let me tell you that, okay? So the, let me get to the right page here real quick. There, so here's the, now, I'm, I'm, now again, there's a link to the sales page and that goes into much more detail, but I'll give you the overview,
0: okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Bronze level includes live online spiritual experiences at least seven each month, um, where we get together as a group and we do all kinds of stuff focused around healing and awakening. Usually it's facilitated by me. Sometimes my partner Makisla is there. Monthly, we have a guest presenter as well. So we, there's a lot of great variety, lots of different things we do. Um, you also get access to the event archive. There are now over 280 events in the archive, going back five years. Every single event carries the full power of the original live event, which means I've been told over and over again by members, I've done the live, I've done the recordings. The recordings are just as powerful as the live events. The divine beings are right there with you in real time when you do the recording. So I have actually members who've been with me for years. They've never even done a live event. They only do the recordings and they're super pleased. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. So you get this massive archive and you might think, oh my God, I'll get overwhelmed with that. Guess what? There's a best of page. And there there are several categories of events. And in each category I've said, these are the absolute best of the best. You do these things. You'll be getting the cream of the crop. So you don't even have to worry about which ones do I choose. We've shown you which ones are best. You also get enlightening course content. We just put the first course in there. It's the 16-part invocation masterclass. Even what we told you today is just the tip of the iceberg on what you can do with these invocations. And there's lots more courses coming. I'm going to be putting a lot of courses in uh, forever, as long as I'm doing the course. Uh, So you get that as part of the membership, every course that goes in there, you get access to it. And the courses will be presented as video, audio, and transcription, however you wanna consume it, you can do it. You also get community support. Uh, I have a lot of members say just doing the live calls where routinely we blend as a connected energetic field where, yeah, we're individual humans, but there's also this other thing going on where all of our higher selves are blended and we're conscious of it. And the bliss of being that unified field working and and awakening and healing and doing service is extraordinary. So that's, they tell me even that's supportive. We also do a monthly community connection call where we get on Zoom and interact with each other in large and small groups. There's a private forum where we can interact together. And also you have the option to choose an accountability partner. And what's amazing is people who get an accountability partner and it's simply saying you get together, it's okay, by the next time we talk on this date, I commit that I will have got this done. And they've done studies saying that increases the odds of success to mm-hmm. <laughs> ninety-five percent. And whatever, you, and it's up to you and the accountability partner. All the details: how often do you want to meet, how what do you want to work on? Anything's fair game. We'll just hook you up, and you guys help each other. So that's bronze. Again, in summary, you get the live events, you get the full archive with the best of guide, you get all the courses that are in there, you get the live calls, the monthly community connection calls, private forum, accountability partner. And all that again, just for instead of 199 a year, you get it for, you know, I think what was it, $90, 99 bucks a month. Or I'm sorry, $99 a year. Okay. Then if you go to silver, all that's included and all this extra stuff gets on top. You get monthly office hours. I'll agree. I'll be on Zoom during this time every month. And if you want to pop in and have private conversation with me then we can chat and whatever. It's a kind of an ask me anything kind of thing. I'll help you with whatever you need help with, whatever, you know, I'm available. There's a quarterly group spiritual mentoring where we come together in a sacred container. I Each person gets a turn to, you know, ask me, I need help with this or this is going on. I will give, I'll interact with that person as if we were in private session, except the group is present. And inevitably, whatever I do with one person, there's also going to be other people getting insights and getting energetic help, even as I work that one person. So I'm, I'm sort of supporting others in a group container for the group spiritual mentoring every quarter. Mm-hmm. And there's also a quarterly group spiritual mastermind where we're going to break out into small groups. Each person gets a turn in the hot seat and they say, okay, group, here's what I need help with in my spiritual path. Here's the thing I'm mainly struggling with right now. And then the other members of the group will hold space for them, or they'll give them advice. And quarterly, you'll you get a chance to you know be helped by this group of people. And on several levels, you get an annual full-day spiritual intensive by Zoom. It's going to be custom-crafted for the needs of the people who are in that level. And we're going to do like a full-day you know, breakfast or dinner. And we're going to do processes and group connection and whatever I'm inspired to do that I think will be the absolute most helpful thing to have an intensive experience of, you know, awakening support and healing support. So that's the extra tough you get at the silver level.
0: Wow, a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all that's like, that's all recently introduced into the membership. all that mm-hmm. silver. So that's the two, the two packages. If, if you uh, don't have quite as much money or you just want to start basic, you can just start at the bronze level which you can, by the way, upgrade at some point. Say, yeah, I've done a few months of bronze. Let me just pay the extra. I want to go to silver and that'll be fine. Okay.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And,
1: and also let me mention, there's a one month money back guarantee. So whichever package you buy, you try the thing out for a month. And if at the end of within 30 days, ah, I tried, it. it's not my thing. Just let me know. I'll refund your money. No questions asked. So, so it, it's, you know, you'll know within 30 days if it's your thing or not.
0: Yeah. And, and the thing is, you don't have to be on the calls live, there's so many recordings and, and archives, you can access all of that, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. you're not missing out if you can not attend live.
1: That's true. And, and if someone wants to know the live schedules right now, again, it has changed over the years, but right now, most of the calls are on Tuesday nights at 8pm US Eastern Time. Uh, the group community support is on a Wednesday night at 8pm, I believe it's the first Wednesday of the month. And we also are having every week a a special call called New Earth Support Team. We've done this for months now, and it's like one of my favorite. I look forward to this every week. I have so much fun where we get together for about an hour and get on a Zoom call. And we all, you know, the format is we first set the sacred container, call in all the allies. We go through the little embodied awakening process. We all get awake as we can. And then we say, allies, we're here. How can we help the great global awakening? And we've been doing this for months, every week. It's always different. And it's amazing how, how the divine makes use of us to help the golden age arise. And, and the cool thing, every time we individually get blessed ourselves. In other words, the first thing they usually do after the field is set is they heal us and they awaken us individually more deeply because then we serve better. The more awake we are, the more helpful we can be. So every time we show up to serve, we get served and we walk away, oh my God, I feel so much better than when I first got on the call.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So that's a weekly event every Thursday. So Tuesday nights and Thursday nights are the main gigs, but even if those aren't open for you at 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern time, again, if you only do the recordings, it sounds weird, but it's just as powerful Yeah, beyond time and space.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just as powerful. So please do check that out again. Benjamin's packages, both of them are available at At for slash show for slash Benjamin 11. Um, you will not regret it. You know, there's just so much content in there, but not just content, energy processes, energy work, things to help you shift, you know, all the maximum embodied awakening processes, the maximum embodied healing processes, all of that and so much more is available. And I actually love the accountability part so much. You know, I think that is really... Something that everybody needs, you know, in order to progress and create movement in their lives. They need somebody to be accountable to it, it you know, it it helps. Um, So definitely take that take a look at that. And I I love how you also have all these wonderful guest presenters every every month as well. Right. So there's so much available for you during in, in this membership, whether you choose the bronze or the silver, take a look at it and see what, you know, how it resonates with you. Okay. Good. Awesome. So, um, Benjamin, was there anything else that you wanted to share with us today?
1: Um, just, I know I've offered two free gifts as part of my, my, my participation. One of those gifts is a, uh, is these, the first six parts of the invocation masterclass. And if people have, have had a good experience with the invocations for healing and awakening, we've done today, those first six parts go in depth, well, they give you enough information to do the awakening invocation, do the healing invocation, and then there's a piece I didn't verbalize today, which is how to integrate it into your daily life, Mm -hmm. which takes so little time and gives so much reward, so if if nothing else, be sure to pick up that free gift from Alara of these, the first six parts of the invocation masterclass, the the final 10 parts are inside the membership, but the, the first six parts are totally self-contained, they give you everything you need, to work with those two foundational invocations and integrate them into your daily life.
0: And again, those gifts are on the gifts page. And for those of you, you know, who are here, you have access to the gifts page. You'll also put the link to the gifts page in the email with the replays as well. So, not to worry. So, please go get them. There's two of them there. So, you know, check them out. Um, one and is the other,
1: the other gift is is a, a recent call from my membership. Normally, those are available to paid members, but this is a beautiful call where you'll have some very powerful experience and, and get a flavor of what the group calls are like for the members.
0: Yeah. yeah. So download that and also check out Benjamin's work at astroshaman.com. You know, he does, he, I, mean, I know we're talking about healing here and things like that in the membership, but he's an amazing astrologer and there's like so much wonderful content on his website. So please check that out as well. Check out his YouTube channel as well. Like tons of stuff is available for you. Um, and work with him. He's great. <laughs> so, you know, if you can, and especially like, you know, we're, we're nearing the end of 2020, going into 2021, you might wanna know what is 2021 gonna be like for you, you know? Maybe. And if something
1: else, I just posted my, my annual forecast lecture. It's up on my website now at astroshaman.com and you can go there and um, I just posted it, I think a day or two ago. And, and I give the complete general forecast for the year if you want to know what's coming up astrologically in 2021.
0: Awesome. Good, because, yeah. you know, 2020 has, you know, not been a great year. <laughs> I'm hoping 2021 is going to be amazing again. So, mm-hmm. you know, yes, let's bring um, good energies into 2021. And let's bring good energies into the end of 2020 as well. You know, <laughs> that's my shameless uh, plug for brief... asking for help. Sorry.
1: Can I have a brief comment on that? Um, yes. It's, it's easy to get into a upon on the chessboard consciousness i'm just the at the fate of whatever the universe shows up with i find the opposite to be true Mm -hmm. and i don't care how crazy the world is i mean i've been amazed during this crazy 2020 how calm and serene i've been overall Mm -hmm. and it's because i've been cultivating that peacefulness within myself and a core principle that is so important is as within so without i will make you a promise If you cultivate your embodied awakening, whether you use my tool or anyone else's, as long as it works, as long as you are in that state of embodied awakening where there's no mental chatter and no, you know, it's just calm and peaceful in there, then you will watch your external world also become more calm and peaceful. The things you immediately interact with will begin harmonizing and softening and becoming more flowing and harmonious. Mm -hmm. It is your vibrational state that influences the hologram around you that we call planet Earth. And when you proactively create calmness within yourself, then your life experience becomes much more calm. It's it's a guarantee. You that's you true. Take, yeah. it, take it by the reins, make your own <laughs> calmness inside yourself and watch the world that you interact with transmute to match. It's yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah. And again, tomorrow I know is like Thanksgiving in the US. So I want to again, you know, wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. safe travels, enjoy your time with family and friends if you can, I don't know what the situation is like, but even if you can't, you know, still bring up that energy of gratitude within yourself and let that radiate out to your family, your friends, your communities, you know, uh, the, the, the planet, all of humanity, right? So please do that. Um, Rose says, Uh, agreed. Benjamin's vast resources have been a huge guidance for me. He has helped me throughout my most financially and mentally difficult times.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: (laughs) Oh, good, 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 good. Sally's still smiling. Awesome. And I think, uh, Kay said something in here. Kay says 2020 has brought many gifts if, if we are open. Absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, It's all a gift. Everything that happens
1: to you is, is custom made for your soul growth. If you know how to use it, skillfully.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> awesome i know <laughs> so you're trying i'm trying <laughs> um all right so awesome so thank you so much everyone and thank you benjamin for another wonderful show wonderful wow. processes you know That's yeah. a delight
1: to always be here thank you for having me back so often i'm so Oh, blessed.
0: i love it i just love it it's so wonderful and i always, i always leave the call filled with being blissful and that peace you know so I I get so much out of it as well, so thank you. You And thank you everybody for your questions and comments and thank you for participating, right? So um, yeah, and again, thank you, thank you from from me for all of your prayers and love and kindness and support. You know, I'm I'm so grateful and I will keep everyone updated uh, with Robert's thing situation okay but thank you thank you thank you until next time may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy peace love happiness prosperity and radiant health much love and blessings everyone happy thanksgiving and safe travels bye everyone
1: bye-bye